This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, Episode 79. Hey, podcast listeners, welcome back to the show. If you're a new listener, welcome. You are listening to the Joyful Courage podcast. My name is Casey. I am your host. I'm a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and all around lover of human beings. And today is a great day to be a lover, right? Because it's Valentine's Day, February 14th. Valentine's Day. And the show that I have for you today is so perfect considering that it's Valentine's Day. I have my dear, wonderful friend, Mary Jo Lori on, and she and I are going to talk about how to bring back the romance. So many of us, right, on the parent journey, we have these kids. Well, first, maybe we fall in love, have this great romance, have kids, no longer have romance. (laughs) Some of us are doing a really good job of staying connected to our partners. And some of us, you know, it's, it's overwhelming. And maybe that romance piece is taking the backseat. Well, Mary Jo has come on to help us, (laughs) to help those of us that are looking to bring back the romance. And we have such a fun conversation around what it can look like to bring back the romance. We talked about you know, that where self-worth comes into the conversation and, and what it looks like to invite more connection and romance into our relationships. I know that you are going to love this show. I have a feeling you might laugh. I have a feeling you might squirm a little bit. I know that at the end of the conversation, you're going to be super fired up to go and connect ever deeper with the person in your life that you love. So thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited to hear feedback around this. Stick around for after the interview. I have a couple offers and things that I'm going to share with you. But for now, let's meet Mary Jo. Hi there, Mary Jo. Welcome to the Joyful Courage podcast. Hello, Casey. So happy to be here. I'm so happy that you are here. Please share with the listeners about your journey of doing what you do. 
Well, it has been a journey too. Um, it's hard to say where it started. I just know that I've always been gifted with being able to listen to other people really well and maybe the fine communication of the Irish side of my family. But I have been able to do that since I was young. And as I became an adult and entered into my 30s, I was a hairstylist at the time, and which I still do sometimes. And working with people and listening to them and hearing their needs while I was doing my own personal work, I began to realize I'm really an antenna. Like I take things in and I broadcast out Mm -hmm. so I can connect people to information and sometimes even to themselves. So that, uh, that got supported then with me turning into a workshop trainer and then from there becoming a coach and really my niche, I would say mostly is relationship and connection, but not just personal relationship that's relating to and connecting to whatever you would like to forward in your life. So people find me, I find them and, uh, support them in really creating something magnificent in their lives. Mm. And full disclosure, listener, Mary Jo has been my coach before and (laughs) I love you. (laughs) And I gotta say, being your coach is like, it's ridiculous to think that that's a way to earn a living because that was so much fun. It, I felt guilty. Not enough to turn the money down, but I did feel guilty almost. Oh, well, I'm so honored to have you here. And you inspire me on the regular. Um, I'm excited to talk to you today about love and romance and intimacy mm. because, you know, my people are the parents. And on the parenting mm. journey, those things can often get lost because there's so, it feels like there's so much to be navigating that we start quote prioritizing. Um, and that connection with partner, with spouse tends to come really not for everybody, but for a lot of us kind of lower and lower on those lists of priorities. What shows up, (laughs) right? What shows up with some of the couples that you work with? You know, the, what's really common is self-care and childcare. Like I work with women a lot on that. I work with couples a lot on that. So like you say, that prioritizing. And can I just say, I am a part-time parent because I am in love with the most amazing man in the world who's brought five wonderful kids into my life. And while it's five and it's chaotic, I know a break's coming because they're not with us full time. Mm-hmm. So I always celebrate full time parents because one full time is more than five part time. Mm-hmm. So that level of dedication and commitment to growing human beings is something to be really honored. And I really acknowledge parents everywhere for what it is you're up to and the reverence that it gets to be brought to that. Mm-hmm. And At the same time, I also help parents lighten up Mm. because in that, the big question for most parents when it comes to romance or the exploration or the wall that they come up against is time. So you say prioritize, I immediately hear because our time is limited and there's only so much I can divide it up into. So there is that, how do I find time to do what I want to do or who I want to do? So... (laughs) <laughs> I like that play on words you just had. Right. They're totally, I mean, like the whole conversation around time 
is crazy town. I actually have, and I've said this before, I have post-its right now in my life that simply say time is abundant. (laughs) And I keep looking at them and I keep reading them and I keep laughing. Um, I love that you brought that lightness piece in because it can feel like it feels, it can feel really heavy. And what I notice about heavy is heavy is also coupled with rigid. Like when things get heavy, things also get rigid. Um, and, and there isn't a lot of space and possibility when our navigation of the world is heavy and rigid. Yeah, absolutely. And the pathway becomes constricted. And then we wonder why we can't maneuver in it or why we're so parceled out and there's not enough of us to go around to all the things that need us. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And we can make up a million stories, right? Like I I can hear you listeners. I hear you out there and I hear all the things (laughs) popping up. Well, for me, it's da, 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 da. And for me, it's da, 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 da. So, you know, some of us have really young kids, maybe babies, Mm -hmm. or maybe we have older kids or we're navigating new relationships or we've been together forever. There's a million and one reasons, right? Why intimacy can get lost. And sometimes it can feel like a huge leap to head back in the direction of intimacy. So where do we start? (laughs) Please tell me. (laughs) Oh, well, you just buy this kit online (laughs) and add water and KY and you're off and running. (laughs) So, you know, in fact, what I, what I always remind people is everything that you're saying is true because you say it. Yeah. So I'm not going to dishonor anybody's experience or how it feels, but I will often remind people it's how it feels, not how it is. And if you were to just take that starting right there, what if you looked at it from, it feels like that instead of that's how it is written in stone, carried down from a mountaintop. Mm. So that's one of the, yeah, it it shifts. Totally. You can almost feel the constriction in your body start to open. Uh Uh-huh. And what I remind couples or individuals that are working on this is remember why it's important to you. Mm. If creating intimacy is important to you, why? And remember why. And not because you think it should be or because some magazine told you it should or because so-and-so said blah, blah, blah. Remember why it's important to the quality of your life. And as parents... Wouldn't you like your kids to have a life that's full and rich and have multiple accesses to joy, passion, love? Because mm-hmm. I don't know a single parent that is going out of their minds crazy so that their kids grow up someday and are going out of their minds crazy. Right. Right. So sometimes I interrupt parents with that. Like, what do you want their life to feel like? Well, show them, teach them by example. And we know that on one level, but I'm asking you to bring it even into this area. Mm-hmm. So if it's important to you, why is it important to you? And start there. Yeah. Getting clear on that. Right. Well, yeah. And when I think about it that way, you know, I'm, my kids are 14 and 11 and we're, we're on the downhill side. Right. And eventually they'll be gone and it'll be back to just my husband and I. Mm -hmm. And what do I want it to look like then? 
And why wait till then to figure it all out? Why not live the life that I want to live with him then now? Because you're right. You know, funny thing happened yesterday at in the kitchen. Ben walked by and I said, hey, maybe we should take an overlapping shower. And my 14-year-old says, ew, gross. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, it's okay for me to take a shower with my husband. And she just kind of gave me the huge eye roll. And, of you know, course and I laughed and I laughed. But, you know, when I think about it, I we are the models of what healthy relationship, what healthy marriage looks like for our children. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things I loved about my parents and it's part of my inspiration for what I do is I used to call it movie kiss Mm -hmm. because I didn't know what it was. I was that young of an age. All I know is they kissed like they kiss in the movies. He'd come home from being gone all day or gone for a couple days on business and he would grab her in the kitchen and he would kiss her Mm -hmm. and it made me feel safe. Mm hmm. Now, did I go gross and don't do it in front of my friends? And I'd like to believe I was created through immaculate conception. (laughs) Yes. But even through all of that, it does help them feel like, yeah, mom and dad are connected. And that's a good thing. Yeah. It is a good thing. And that I love the way you're using intention of the future to create it in the present. Because when you inform and inspire yourself by the flavor of your intention, Mm -hmm. then it inspires informs and inspires the steps you'll actually take. Mm-hmm. So why it matters, like you said, we're going to be with each other and I want to feel that now instead of waiting until it's been so long without it. And then we've got the time for it. And now we got to go from off to on mm-hmm. instead of from low to high. Right. And low to high is a lot easier. Rowan used to call it a captain kiss because we oh. watched, we watched a lot of sound of music. <laughs> Captain Von Trapp. (laughs) Oh my God. And who would have thought that uptight guy with that whistle you wanted to shove right up his own whistle holder would turn out to be such a sexy cat in the end, right? (laughs) Totally. Totally. He just needed a nun. That's all. (laughs) Yeah. Who knew? There you go. There you go. So when I talk about, you know, often when I'm talking to parents, um, I remind people that, Yes, we're talking about parenting right now, but really with all the tools and um, information that I share, really we're talking about humaning, right? We're talking Mm -hmm. about being in relationship with another human. And and so I'll, I'll, I'll ask people, I'll use the word invitation, right? So in the parent child context, it sounds like, how can you invite your child into cooperation? In this context that we're talking about, Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 
35 different meal choices and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. You know, how do we begin to, I'm a how girl. Oh my gosh. It's so funny how much it comes up. Okay. I'm rolling with it. How, you know, what are the first steps towards creating an invitation for intimacy in our relationship, especially when perhaps it's fallen off the wayside and we want to, we want to invite it back in. See, I love, I love your approach so much, Casey, that you Mm -hmm. like just the fact that you remember invitation is important because without invitation, it's, it's just, it's a rule. It's an order form that's filled out. It's another should and a big whole long line of should, 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 he should, I should, we should. So invitation is an opening, not, uh, like a piercing or a plunging. It's an literally an opening. So women were biologically designed to receive we're literally built to invite life in. Mm-hmm. So when we get caught up in that whole masculine energy that a parenting actually requires, because a lot of women don't realize you got to be in your masculine energy to be a mom. You're nurturing, you're taking care of. That's a masculine quality. And when we try to approach intimacy from that masculine energy, we, we don't change lanes into that invitation, that re- reception Mm-hmm. then we oftentimes just blow apart what it is we actually want to create. 
Talk a show. little bit more about the masculine energy and the feminine energy, because that hasn't really shown up on the show. And I just want to make sure that um, listeners are following what you're saying. So, okay. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Plus I want to know, cause I sometimes get confused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I, the reference I use that makes masculine and feminine energy easy to understand is number one, everybody's got both. Mm-hmm. So this isn't about being a man or a woman. Okay. This is about having a masculine energy and feminine energy. And it's very related to what the male and female bodies look like. Mm-hmm. So masculine energy, purposeful, penetrating, it goes out, it pursues its purpose with everything it's got until it's done. So when you think of men's biology, that's actually what they're designed for. Right. And so what you were saying about parenting, so I'm getting up in the morning, I'm holding the space for breakfast, I'm getting the kids out the door, mm-hmm. we're moving in a direction. So that's me that's me in my masculine energy. Definitely. There's a great, uh, PhD, uh, Dr. Pat Allen, who's done tons of relationship work and her whole study was on anima animas. And she says very frankly that women forget that nurturing is masculine, Mm. that women have to tap into their masculine energy from the moment they give birth And then also be aware around the age of 10 that they should be getting to soften that in that relationship so that the child then becomes autonomous. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And without the awareness that we can switch lanes, we don't have to be all one or all the other, Mm -hmm. that they can be welcomed in in that perfect mixture that is you. We tap in on both, have healthy relationships with feminine and masculine, then we can call on what would be most effective or bring us the results we're really looking for given situation to situation. So if you think about the biology of female form, feminine energy, fluid, flexible, cyclical, no beginning, no end. And it is built to receive. Mm -hmm. So isn't that great? I mean, and that we I just, have access yeah. to that. I love that. I, this is not the first time I've heard this, obviously. Well, not obviously, but this isn't the first time I've heard it. And every time I hear it, it's like, it lands a little bit deeper, like, Oh, hmm. so I'm thinking, even as you talk, I'm thinking about actually the mornings. Yes. There's the purpose, but there's also how the kids show up and the ways that That's I need right. to be flexible and the ways that That's I right. need to, you know, counterbalance their energy. And there's, it's not, yeah, it's not just one or the other, but it's really dancing with both. So, um, so okay. So now in the context of invitation to intimacy, bouncing bow wow. What is that? Yeah, what is that? So let's talk about now that it's clearer this whole female or masculine feminine energy. So going back to the invitation, when maybe there's been some, some time and space between partners, um, mm. and they, one maybe or the other or both, are trying to step back into this intimate space. Mm-hmm. What might that invitation look like? The invitation isn't. I mean, just the fact that you use invitation, and again, I just want to stress that, like, that's so important in the approach in that, and I love the way you see that. Because if I say we need to be intimate, I've already gone against what it is I ultimately want to create. Right. Like, like it's a thing that needs to be fixed. No, it's not. 
It's what you were born to do. Trust me. Yeah. And trust that. And if you are looking to have connection, if you are looking to have passion, if you are looking to have truly into me, you see intimacy, then let that be part of your invitation. So if connection's what you're up to, how do you connect with your partner in the invitation to explore connection with me? Mm-hmm. And women, fair or unfair, have greater license to be vulnerable. Tell me more about that. Yeah. We're, we're taught more how to do it. We're intimate Got with it. our girlfriends. We break the touch barrier constantly with those that we're close to. We are given permission like men aren't. When men give the invitation, they literally risk the no, which can feel like a death sentence to them. And they'll do it. They'll do it for us over mm-hmm. and over again. But we forget sometimes what the cost is for them because it's different than for us. Mm-hmm. It really is. So they, when they do invite or when they say they want to connect, it's, it's them really risking. Cause again, they're not given that encouragement early on, like women often are. Yeah. So what you want to have as a result, let that be part of your invitation. If it's passion, be passionate about how you want to create it. If it's connection, be connective in it. So all of that ripe in the intention and then the invitation. Yeah. And, and back to vulnerability too. And I hear what you're saying about the permission that women have. And and even with the permission, you know, depending on the history of the relationship and, you know, time and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, vulnerability can feel so scary. Right. It can feel so scary, especially when you realize like, oh, I thought I was being vulnerable because I was speaking my needs. But actually, there's a lot here in the between space between my partner and I that Mm -hmm. is has not been said that has not been tapped into. And I'm and it can feel like this Pandora's box. (laughs) Right. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, it takes two people to create relationship and two people to marinated and (laughs) twisted up and all that stuff. So stepping into that vulnerability around intimacy can feel so scary and feel so scary. How would you, what do you have to say about that? How can you help us by asking me? (laughs) uh, Vulnerability (laughs) has this bad rap. It's like a, it is this either form of weakness or this, this, environment of slings and arrows will be coming in because you have left yourself exposed. That's what vulnerability means to so many people. Yeah. I see my visual is like, like ripping my top off and like exposing my entire naked body to the world. Like, let me. And I will take it. I will take the slings and the arrows and the judgments and the stoning. And (laughs) then I'll go cry in the corner. Tomatoes or whatever else it is. But really, when I coach vulnerability, and I'm going to give you and your audience a chance to experience this, what coaching feels like in right. this environment, Sweet. is if we were to hold vulnerability rather than I'm open to letting all that could harm me in, what if it was a place to strengthen your skill set to handle what comes in? Vulnerability isn't ripping your skin off mm-hmm. so that you are open to 
everything that could befall you, but a place to be assured and solid in your footing of who you are Mm. so that what you experience or another experiences, you can take that in because you've developed a skill set and how to meet that. And I love that we are always taught relationship takes two people, but relating takes one. Mm. Thank you. So when we look to that, like it would be perfect if they would just blah, 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 that's my alarm clock. As soon as I hear that thought go across my head or come out of my mouth, then I go, stop, because I'm waiting for them to create what I want. And that is not an empowered place to stand. And that's not who I want to be in this world or in this relationship. So how I relate to you, no matter how you're being, that's my business. Yeah. And that's where I can really create what I want. Oh, I love that. Thank you for that. And what I also heard in that invitation around looking at vulnerability and, and is, you know, we, we were, the fear comes from this place of all of these terrible things that could happen if we yeah. expose ourselves. But the word that kept coming to mind for me is like, what about all the amazingly possible, beautiful, powerful things that could equally, you know, with equal chance happen because we're willing to go there. Yeah. And probably more likely, really. Yeah. Protection doesn't have discretion. Yeah. A lot of times in this particular arena. So when we have fear around vulnerability or we feel we need to be protected, that's exactly what we're doing. We're not putting up a screen that lets the good stuff in and keeps the bad stuff out because the bad stuff is a different size than the good stuff. Yeah. No, it's actually a a shield that then doesn't allow in all the stuff we do want. And then that's where oftentimes that's starting to become solidified. And that's where parents in relationship, because they've been go, 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 do, 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 on purpose, raising kids, making sure the bills are covered. You know, we just came out of Christmas. So many of my clients were in that hole, the financial as well as the stress and the, all of that. And the reminder to get back to why we're doing it so that that protective shield or that armor that comes from being so go, 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 do, 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 on, on, on can be softened a bit. And I can say, oh yeah, that's right. I like when I touch you. I like when we're connected. I like when our showers overlap. Because sometimes <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah, right. And 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 it can be such a, a beautiful and tender experience. And it doesn't have to be like bow chicka bow wow in the shower. Just being together, mm-hmm. you know, intimacy. And that's you know, I think that there's a distinction between being intimate and having sex. Oh yeah. How would you dis- how would you distinguish those two? And you said into me you see. Talk me talk to me about that. So when I think about a place to really stand in intimacy, because it's it's a word that's thrown around a lot, and sometimes it is a euphemism for sex. But if we're going to talk about sex, we're talking about sex. So I'll mostly, <laughs> you want to hear intimacy with couples? I usually go, "Yep, we're talking about sex." But <laughs> sexual behavior is just an expression mm-hmm. of sexual energy. So. When I think about intimacy, if I want that level of connection, that literally like where one body's inside another body, Mm -hmm. 
Well, I need to be able to do that with my heart and my mind and my spirit with somebody too. Mm-hmm. So into me, you see, is the basis for how I hold intimacy. And I'm not the one that thought it up. So I'm not pretending I'm the genius, but I am living it in a way that makes me feel so alive in, if I can let you see into me, Mm -hmm. then you're really going to connect to who I am. And I want to invite the same from you. So rather than us needing to perform for each other, we're really, we're creating connection at that raw, deep, intimate level that then when that short window comes for parents, let's be real. Sometimes that, you know, that three minute overlap in the shower, that's what you're going to get that day. Yeah. But if that three minutes is used well, when you actually do have 20 minutes or a half hour because they're sleeping or or an overnight, then you're not having to go again from standstill to (laughs) (laughs) but you've been connecting enough that the pump is primed yeah that there is now there's a way to move into that so you know not to be pithy but it works for me is I find it's a lot easier to turn up than on yeah so if I'm on all the time and I just got to adjust the volume that's way easier than going from off to on and so many couples talk about that like we gave it a go but it was so awkward and it wasn't on he wasn't paying attention and I didn't have um we only had some Well, if it's happening when it's happening regularly, then when those moments come, we're more equipped and ready and expressive in them to actually embrace them and, uh, yeah, and create what we want. Yeah. So, yes, let's just sit with that. (laughs) And I love that, you know, I've, in my experience, I've noticed that you know, it both, both of those, like being, you know, doing, having those tender, intimate moments and having sex, like both of those seem to feed when they're both happening regularly. It seems like they feed into each other. Like it all just seems to get easier. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so easy to, you know, be in that energy after you've had that great vacation sex. Uh Right. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden it's a little easier to call him tiger or, you know, he grabs your ass on the way to the <laughs> garage. Or, uh, yeah. You know? and, yeah. And it does. It's a chicken and an egg thing. Who cares where it starts? Just start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And and. and, but, and I, OK, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. I'm so excited. And so are you. So flip a coin. <laughs> oh, it's go. heads. I win. <laughs> so one of the things that also is to remember that men and women, and I'm not, this is same sex partners, you know, heterosexual partners, men and women, masculine, feminine, we approach the ways of prime the pump differently. And it's important to remember how it is for your partner. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've tried and I try to create intimacy and da, 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 and it's not working. Well, then take a look at, are you actually offering what it is that they require? Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, my mate is very masculine in so many ways, however, very tender hearted. So I'm completely blessed woman. I'm not going to lie. I know it, Hmm. but because of his masculine energy, I forget to acknowledge the things he does and he doesn't even think about them. Sometimes he's just, so he's going to provide, he's going to take care of, he does the things he does. And I forget to tell my hero, he's a conquering hero and he wears out. And then when I want him to be my, my powerful lover, 
like I haven't stoked that fire for him. So I, I just did a, a trip away. I was out of the country for six days. So I, without telling him, you know, that whole time conversation and, you know, we're going to be apart and we're in different time zones and I'm international. So we're not even going to have phone conversations. I sent him a love letter every day. Aww. So what a bullshit conversation time is. Cause it literally took me 90 seconds every day to connect to in that moment, what makes him amazing to me. Mm. And you know, what's so cool. When I reminded him, he was amazing. I reminded me he was amazing. Mm-hmm. Do we have the same partner? <laughs> Actually, if I do, I don't want to know because I like it the way it is. <laughs> okay. We'll keep each other in the dark. Um, yes, 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 yes. I love, I love this conversation. And I know that people are listening and it still feels like such a chasm. Like it just, it still feels like, okay, there's a lot of disconnection here and, and we've committed to partnering with this person and, and being together And sometimes when we recognize that there is, when we're willing to really look at the disconnection, I think that many of us tend to decide whose fault it is, which can create more disconnection, not helpful. So what are some tips that you share with your clients around how to even like the first baby step, that stepping stone into a conversation with our partner that simultaneously doesn't make the other person feel defensive or less than. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to go a step before that. Okay, great. So the first step is acknowledging the lover within you. Tell me more about that. So don't show up with an empty well and a conversation with your partner hoping to get your well filled. Mm -hmm. Start with you. So, uh, I'm hearing self-worth. Yep. So today, yeah. right now, you with you and listeners, I'm talking to all of you start mm-hmm. today, point out one thing that makes you a good lover to yourself. Maybe it's the way you kiss. Maybe it's how you touch. Maybe it's how you remember where the favorite spots are. Maybe it's how you can really make another person feel magnificent because of the way you love them. Mm-hmm. one thing that makes you a good lover and celebrate that with you. Give yourself a really good job, me. Like, that's awesome that I'm that way without needing to look for that from the partner. Like celebrate you with you, activate that lover within you mm-hmm. start to fill your own well. And then when you come to that conversation, it's about co-creating and really remembering invitation. Mm-hmm. So I've missed you. It's a great way to start. Mm-hmm. And don't believe that you've got the answer. Oh, that's a big one. Because we show up with the answer. Yeah. And then we kind of blow apart what it is we're there to create. Yes. Oh, my so gosh. So I have some ideas, yes. but here, what are you thinking? And, and let's play with, and, and again, let's, let's, let's lighten the F up. Yeah. Literally, um, literally. <laughs> Well, and listeners, I'm laughing right now because you all have heard me or seen on in our in our group community page me. This is exactly how I invite parents to go into problem solving with their kids. Like same kind of thing. Like, hey, this is what I'm noticing. 
I miss you. And I want to invite you into, I want to hear about what your experience is and what can we create together? I just like, it just brings me back to relationship skills are relationship skills. And we don't have to pigeonhole how we're relating to other humans because they're a child or they're our partner, yeah. they're our coworker, or they're our friends. So I'm, I really appreciate that. And especially just the simple statement of, I've missed you. I mean, there's so you, much there. Celebrating them as opposed to, and please forgive me, it's none of you that are listening. None of you have ever done this. I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to those people that aren't listening to the podcast. <laughs> Don't show up, I miss you like a wine. Ah. Don't show up like, I miss you, it's a problem. I miss you because you're never here. But yeah. If you are really in the connected to the things that you miss and I miss you as a way of celebrating them as versus a way of telling them something's wrong, mm -hmm. you will see higher return on your investment mm. guaranteed. Yeah. So again, coming back to intention, remember why you're doing it. Right. Remember why you're doing it. And, uh, it's not, doesn't always work, but you know, putting some fun into it, you know, that's pretty okay. You know, when some of the best invitations happen in the bathtub, in the three minute shower, in, uh, in the laundry hey, room, you in know the what? Closet. Yeah. Here's a cold bottle of your favorite beverage because I know how hard you work. And, uh, in this moment, I just want to tell you. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. Mm. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking It. 
I'd love to spend some time with you. And then I don't care how much it is. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love letting go of how it looks. Yes. If we can let go of the attachments, mm-hmm. then we are really open to meeting how it is because there are many a time, like there's a beautiful candlelit dinner prepared. I've got on new underwear and he shows up and it's had a really shitty day. <laughs> Or I've decided to try this new trick that turns out it's less sexy, sexy, and more, ow, you're on my hair. So, and it's like, forget it. This is too hard. Why am I even bothering? But if I remember why I'm doing it, if the intention is connection, intimacy, or, you know, sexual expression or sharing that energy, then that's where I'm going to focus. And that's whatever shows up. If it's a you know, him coming home tired or my body just made a noise I've never heard before. You know, I'm going to use those to still create the intention, the closeness, letting us feel our heat, being reminded of why we're in this. Right. And why, and reminded of why I chose you. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for all of this. Any other so little nuggets of juicy thought-provoking wisdom that you want to share with my <laughs> listeners, Mary Jo? So no pressure. It's got to be thought-provoking and inspiring. Okay, And got juicy, it. and juicy. Oh, yeah, I forgot juicy. <laughs> Pretty much everything I do is juicy, sweetheart. <laughs> so it, it's less about the action you take, yeah. honestly. Like, we look for the action. You said it yourself, like, I go for the how. How do I, how do I, how do mm-hmm. I? You know, there's so many actions you can take. It doesn't really matter which one you take. The experience is about the connection to your heart. It's about being connected to what really matters or the actions won't sustain you or the relationship. Mm-hmm. So listen to your heart mm-hmm. and let that inspire you because your heart is far more inspiring than anything I can say. Mm. Love that. Thank you. I have one more question for you. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> What does joyful courage mean to you, MJ? Oh, okay. I have a multiple answer to this because I wore my joyful courage trucker hat in Peru. Oh, I love that. Okay. So So anybody that hasn't seen the joyful courage swag, (laughs) I recommend you do. uh, Because the hat actually had people ask me about it. Awesome. So mission accomplished. Right. So I said, it's not only a movement, a parenting movement, but it's also just a way of living. So joyful courage to me is exactly what we were talking about. We were talking about vulnerability, like the fun and being courageous is getting on that super big roller coaster. It's not just about death defying, you know, acts of meeting demons. It's like, it's really freaking fun to be courageous because it brings me amazing results. Mm-hmm. So when you told me your company name the first time, I'll never forget it because it hit me like like a like an electric shock, like a little shakti pot through my body. Like, oh my God, connecting those two words is so important because it takes courage to be joyful. And how amazing is courage when it has joy in it? Yes. So that's what it means to me. It means to be inspired. And the fact that those words are merged in your company is so perfect. And, and it does generate a response in me that, uh, that empowers my life. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I know that all of my listeners are dying to know 
how they can follow you and find you? What's your your story? Where can they find you? My story currently is I've got a lot of things under works. So I'm not publishing a whole lot right now. I have a website, maryjolori.com. That's okay. my name, maryjolori.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a member of the team of Boldly Embody Life. Mm-hmm. So places that I'm doing workshops is uh, listed there and places where we're doing the work like we just did in Peru. Mm-hmm. And then uh, clients and potential people that want to explore things about relationship or empowerment can contact me through my website. And there is soon to be a published pleasure dare experience, which is, yeah, about, about actually using the energy of pleasure and sexual energy to not only ramp up your sex life, but also ramp up your life. So as I'm working on that, uh, I'm stockpiling some things. So there's going to be some amazing things to come. Yay. Well, I'm going to put links to all of that in the show notes. Listeners, you know that you'll be able to find them there. And so Mary Jo, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me today. I love you. I love you too. And P.S. All five kids super excited about making lunches for the homeless. <laughs> all right. Good job. Well done. All right. Well, I can't wait to have you on again. Until then, have a beautiful day. All right. You too. Thank you. This was so much fun. I know, I know, I know, I know. I love her. I love her. And I know that you all did too, because she's so awesome. Um, I'm really excited to hear about how this show inspired and informed you in your relationships with your partner. So please let me know. Let me know. I would love to hear from you. There's lots of ways that you can be in touch with me. Uh, You can follow Joyful Courage on Facebook on Instagram and on Twitter. You can join the Live and Love with Joyful Courage Facebook group, which is a community of people who are podcast listeners, who are Joyful Courage followers, who are looking to um, support and celebrate each other in their practice of positive discipline. It's a great place to come and be part of community. You can send me an email Casey at joyfulcourage.com is the best way to send me feedback. That would be fantastic. I would love that. So stay in touch. Let me know. What did you think about the show? What did you love? What are you taking away? What were your ahas? Um, My aha was around the masculine feminine part of the conversation. That was new ground for me and really thinking about how I can be in position of receiving from my husband. Cause I think a lot of times I take the reins and I'm a little bit bossy. So thinking about areas where I can pull back a little bit and allow him to take the lead. Right. I love that. And, um, yeah. And I wanted to tell you about a couple other things as well. The f- things that I've, I've talked about before on the show, but I'm going to promote you know, I'm going to keep promoting. So the first thing is my goal around feeding 3000 people by March 31st. So I'm really excited about this. You may have seen some posts, um, either in the love live and love group or on my Facebook page or on my Instagram, where I talk about, um, putting together sack lunches for, 
organizations in my community that are supporting people in transition, homeless, um, people that are having a hard time. I really, really, really want to invite and inspire all of you to do the same no matter where you are in the world. Because my guess is there are organizations in your community that are currently doing the work of feeding the hungry. And so my invitation to you is to be a part of that. Be a part of that and invite, you know, bring your kids along for the ride. Um, I can't tell you how often... I hear from parents that they're worried, oh, my kid's so greedy or my kid is so ungrateful. And this, you know, the best way to teach gratitude is to invite your children to be in service of others. So Feed 3000 has an event page on Facebook. This isn't actually anywhere you need to be. It's just a place where we can share what it is that we're doing to support the Feed 3000 cause. And it's also a place where I can kind of keep track of who's doing what. So look for the link in the show notes to that. I'm also running a um, fundraiser through feedingamerica.org. Again, the link will be in the show notes. So if um, putting together sack lunches isn't your jam, if you just like to give money, if you just like to donate, you can click on that link and support um, the Feed 3000 goal by just simply giving money to Feeding America. And that would be fantastic and greatly appreciated by many around the world. You make an impact. Your choices into action make an impact on the world. And I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to have this platform to encourage you to be a part of taking a stand for the world. Um, coaching, I wanted to let everyone know that I have space right now. Um, I have space opening up to take new coaching clients. Coaching is a really powerful way of checking yourself and recognizing the areas where perhaps you are blind to your blindness, where you don't realize that there might be some limiting beliefs that are keeping you from living the life you want to live. The coaching relationship is one of trust and um, love. And the coach, me, I my role is simply to be a, lis- a listener and to hold you to what you say you want more of in your life. So coaching is a really, really powerful um, opportunity. I do do 30-minute, or I'm sorry, 20-minute introduction calls. So if you just have some questions that you want to talk about a little bit with me before committing to a coaching package, um, you can sign up for that. I will have a link in the show notes to how to get a hold of me around coaching. Right now, my current offer is eight 45-minute coaching sessions um, over the course of, of eight weeks. So let's talk about that. If that's something that's piquing your interest, then I would love to chat with you about how to make that happen. Um, also, also, I have a goal around growing the podcast. Um, It is amazing to me what happens when people listen and put what shows up on the show into action, into their own lives. And not only is it impacting their children, but it's impacting all of the children that their children are in relationship with. So we can't ever really know the impact that we're making when we share information that informs and inspires us with the world. So I really want to invite you into making that impact. So similar to last month, I'm going to do a giveaway. And 
This giveaway is not dependent on numbers. It is simply going to happen at the end of the month. And um, the giveaway is actually four 45-minute coaching sessions. And the way that you can enter the giveaway is to find links to your favorite Joyful Courage podcasts and post them. Post them on your personal page, post them in your community, making sure to tag me or Joyful Courage in your post so that I see it. You can enter by posting a show as many times as you want. And each time you enter, I will put your name in a pot for the giveaway that will happen March 1st. The goal this month is to reach 23,000 downloads or more, 23,000 downloads or more. And you know what? We can do it. We can totally do it. I am so inspired by the work of this community, by the way that you show up in celebration for each other, by the feedback I get around how this work is making a difference in your life. There's nothing that can stop us, right? And as you look out in the world and you put on your joyful courage lenses, imagine what can happen when we share this work and um, inspire others to be a part of our community, of really showing up well in celebration of each other, dignity and respect, vulnerability, all of those great things happen when we say, wow, this has made a difference in my life, so much so that I want to share it with you. So I encourage all of you to join in and um, to be excited by the giveaway. And uh, yeah, share. Sharing is caring. Let's impact 1 million kids with that. All right. Um, Big love to you. This week is an exciting week on the podcast for subscribers. You are going to get shows tomorrow and Thursday and Friday, the mindful, the uh, mini summit, mindfulness mini summit is happening this week. And I have three different mindfulness experts that are coming on and doing short shows with me complete with meditations So if you are not a subscriber to the show, you just need to look up Joyful Courage Podcast in iTunes and you'll see a little button that says subscribe and you click that. You can do it on your phone, on your tablet, on your computer. And once you're a subscriber, you automatically get each week's shows. And the only place you can get the Mindfulness Mini Summit is is if you're a subscriber. That's the only place that it's going to show up for you. So make sure if you're interested in being a part and taking part in the mini summit to do what you need to do to become a subscriber. If that is totally confusing to you and you're like, I still don't get it as far as becoming a subscriber, reach out to me and I am happy to hold your hand and walk you through it. Okay. Um, I hope that you all have a beautiful, loving, blessed Valentine's Day. I hope that you are properly loved and do plenty of loving. And um, I'll see you next time.
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask-Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.